Hey, beautiful people. It's Eunice here. Uni's Diary. I'm back like I never left. I know it's been a while. I was supposed to come back. As you know by now, we have transitioned Uni's Diary to a full-blown podcast and I'm so excited to be able to contribute my stories, the different parts of my journey, the lessons I've learned and again as I said from the beginning, the failures that I experienced, the doors that shut in my face, the no's that I got, all of that. I don't only want to talk about the successes, I want to talk about the journey, the bumps in the journey, all of that the times when I feel like I was stuck in a gutter, all of that. And I just want to thank God, my husband, for his support and just thank God for his guidance uh, and, and allowing me to come back to relaunch Uni's Diary in a different format. So let's get right into it. A little bit later, I'll talk about why I took a break, but I want to get right into it with you all. First things first, I want you to... Please share this with your networks, with your group of friends, with your family. Share. Let's all join this journey together. It's really not only about me. I want to hear your testimonies. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear how you overcame different trials. I want to hear when people told you no, but God told you yes, and you kept on thriving. I want to hear all of that. So let's join together in this journey. And also, I would love and appreciate you if you do share this because I'm also giving away a hundred dollars. I'm not giving away a gift card. I'm giving you a hundred dollars cash money. So please share this with your friends and all the people that you know. And I'll leave all the instructions on my Instagram page so you can follow it and win yourself some money. Who doesn't want money? You know what I mean? Especially in this time. Who doesn't want money? So let's go. All right, people. So how is this going to work now that we've transitioned from Instagram posts only to a combination of a podcast as well as Instagram posts and all that good stuff? So this is a place where weekly diary entries meet the ease and flow of a podcast. You know, I love to write, I love to read, but I've done so much writing, so much reading, and so I just really wanted to transition to a platform where I can share using my voice. And so that's why I'm here now. Um, and I hope you'll be able to stay tuned and stay along in this journey with me. So how's it gonna work? I have structured our launch of the podcast, Uni's Diary, as a book. So when I'm writing my diary entries, I like to structure them as a book so that it allows me to really flow easier um, and organize my thoughts, etc. And so the first book that we're going to go through for the year 2021, thank you, Jesus, is entitled the unconventional journey. So a lot of the time people ask me about, um, you know, the different things that God has been doing and they see it. And, and I always ask myself, like, what do they see that they want me to share uh, my testimonies and all of those things? And I've at some points shied away from sharing my testimony for fear and yes, I said fear. I know some of y'all think that Eunice is so fearless. Yes, I do definitely definitely, definitely um, acknowledge that as well. But there are some times where I do feel fearful of 
how I would share those testimonies because I don't want to come off as boastful. But then again, when I go back to scripture and I think about it in the context of, of scripture, and we are commanded to go out and testify. We are commanded to share the good news. We are commanded to testify of the things that God is doing. We are commanded to be loud about what the power of God can produce, what the power of God does, what the glory of God, what the presence of God is able to fulfill in our lives. I thought to myself, enough of this fake humility. Get right to it. Share the testimony. Don't try and say, because somebody may take it a certain way that you're not going to share because that's actually prideful if I'm hiding what God has done for me. And so I want to be able to continue to share it. And so that's why this book is entitled The Unconventional Journey because there are so many things that God has done, so many things that God has shown and not only for me, but for you too. And so I just want us to tap into that and really encourage each other through this journey. And the way that this is going to be structured is it's going to be like a book. And so um, I will share with you the table of contents in a few moments. Um, and I'll get into the introduction in a few moments as well. Um, but firstly, um, I just wanted to go through what the structure will be like. So we'll have a table of contents. We'll have an introduction, which I will touch on today. And uh, we'll have 10 chapters, God willing, for the, the year. Um, so again, the book is titled... The Unconventional Journey. So let's get into the table of contents. Introduction entitled, Who Does She Think She Is? Mm -hmm. And now the chapters, 10 chapters in total. So chapter one, The Unconventional Journey. Two, who qualified her? Three, write the vision. Four, take several seats. Five, mind your tongue. Six, dismissed. Seven, I only want him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eight, I don't feel like forgiving. Nine, the increase. Chapter 10, unordinary. So these are the 10 chapters that we'll go through. And how it will work is... Today's episode is going to be the introduction. So who does she think she is? Who does Eunice think she is? Who does that girl think she is? And then for the month of February, we will start off the unconventional journey. March will be who qualified her. April will be write the vision and so forth. And so for each month, so for example, starting in February, the second Monday of the month, I'll be sharing an introduction for the topic of the month on Instagram. And the third Monday will be the diary entry, which is the podcast episodes. And then the fourth Monday of the month will be a post entry reflection or question time. So like I said, it's not only about me, it's not only about my journey. My journey is a platform that I want to use to help us all launch into the sharing of our own journeys at whatever capacity or whatever degree um, we believe that we ought to do that. Um, but I want this to be a platform where we can share. And so I want us to have reflections as well at the end of the month. 
And so on my Instagram page, I will be posting a calendar. So just check out the page for all the visuals. Everything will make sense. It'll be organized and you'll really, really be able to get the flow of it. All of the chapters will flow one into the other. And so all of these chapters we're going to go through together. We are definitely going to learn so, 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 so much. And I'm so excited to hear from you. I'm really looking forward to the post-entry reflections, the questions that I'll pose that you can use to think about for the month that we are focusing on a chapter. And everything else will be found on my Instagram page, and we can also connect that way. So let's get into it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Seriously though, who does she think she is? Eunice? Who does she think she is? I'm familiar with her. I grew up with her. I know her. She's not like that. Since when did she get there? Since when did she start doing that? Since when did she start talking like that? Since when did she think that she was better than us? Since when did she think that she was better than us? So I'm sure some of you have heard similar statements thrown at you. And one thing that this helps me to reflect on is, well, who does God say that I am? Who does God say that we are? We hear this phrase, I think, a lot of the time. And I think this phrase is used quite often. But what does it really mean to actually ask, who does God say I am? Who does God say you are? Especially when we put this side by side with comments or questions like who does she think she is well who i think i am is deeply rooted and embedded and springs forth from who god tells me i am so we see in scripture that god always gives a mandate to the person that he wants to use god always gives a word to the person that he wants to use. God always confirms that word. He told Abraham, you are going to be the father of nations, of millions. You know the stars that are in the sky? Count them on your fingers. That is the amount of children that will flow from your lineage. And sometimes when we hear these big, drastic, huge plans that God has for us, we think, well, I mean, if I act on it and if I actually walk purposefully in that purpose that you've given to me, God, people are going to start asking questions like, who does she think she is? Or even say things like, she thinks she's better than people. But I want to reassure you that even in those times when you get those type of questions, when you get those type of reactions, when your journey seems to be or your path is accelerating at a speed that really isn't comprehensible by all people, that you rest in the knowledge of who God says you are. And you really got to take time. Like I had to take time to set myself apart because I was hearing so many comments to my face, behind my back, in friendship groups or so we call it right and 
one thing that helped me to stay grounded and unwavering is that I set myself aside, stayed in the secret place as Psalm 91 says, and asked the Holy Spirit to really give me an understanding of who he says I am, of what he has called me to do, of who he has called me for, and really understand my place. And so one thing that I like to say, the analogy that I like to use is our lives or just human life is a huge puzzle or the plan, the, you know, the big plan of God is a huge puzzle. You need to figure out your piece of the puzzle and where you fit in. If I am a star, my shape is a star, right? Let's use that illustration, for example. And I'm trying to fit into a square. It's not going to work. There's going to be spaces all around that star that I'm trying to fit into that square, which means that there's gaps in what I'm doing. There's gaps in my walk. There's gaps in the purpose that I'm supposed to fulfill. And so when God gives you that revelation, he gives you that understanding, he gives you that knowledge, he gives you that wisdom of what your puzzle piece is in this huge world and what your purpose is, you need to rest assured that God knows what he's talking about. First of all, don't be doubting God and saying, oh, this is too big. If they're going to say this, they're going to say that. You need to understand that God has given you that puzzle piece to fit into his overall plan. And it's on you. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to ensure that I make that connection, to ensure that I fit that piece into the overall puzzle or plan of God. And so who does she think she is? Well, like I mentioned, my name is Eunice. What does the name Eunice mean? You know, I remember uh, Elvis, my husband, sent me a tweet on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't really follow what's going on on Twitter, to be honest. But he sent me a tweet and somebody had tweeted, why do people named their children Eunice. And I laughed about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it is an old Greek name. It is a, a pretty old name. But I became so curious, even before that, to really understand, like, why did my parents name me Eunice? And what does it mean? And I looked up the definition, and it's an old Greek name. It's also in the Bible. And the name means good victory or she conquers, or the victory is hers. Good victory. And so as I understood my name, I understood and fully embraced the purpose. And I continue to fully embrace the purpose that God has for me because I know that my name means that I overcome, that I, at the end of it all, Stand with the victory, with the reward, with the prize, with the trophy. And I'm not competing against anybody. We're all in our own lane. But I know that my name has gone before me to, in a sense, accomplish certain things. And so now it is up to me to understand the plan, the purpose of God for my life, my piece of the puzzle, connect that with the name that I was given as a miracle child, by the way, and really walk in that. And so I remember my parents would share the story that doctors told my mom that she wouldn't have kids. And my dad said, well, that's not according to what the God I serve says. That's not according to what Elohim says. That's not according to what God says. 
we will have children. And so, you know, my mom gave birth to my older sister, Jemima. Shout out to my sister, Jemima Levita Case and myself. And I knew that God purposed for us to do something great. The fact that people had said to her that you can't have or you can't do or you won't have didn't deter my parents. And so I knew that any name that they gave to my sister and I, any name that they gave to me, I would have to live up to that name. And so that is why it's so important to really understand who you are in Christ and who you are in this whole thing we call life. My day-to-day, I work as a senior policy analyst with the Ontario Public Service, or in other words, the Ontario government. And many of you know my passion for addressing, combating, eradicating, getting rid of, (laughs) excuse the words, (laughs) getting rid of, eventually at least, anti-Black racism in Canada and broadly as well in other countries or internationally. And so this is work that I'm so intrigued about and always curious to learn more. Um, And so I'll be sharing how I even got into this position, how God really just brought everything together in the way that he purposed. Um, But the work that I do, sometimes when I mention the word policy, people are like, oh, that sounds boring. Like, what do you do? Like, you're not a lawyer. You work in policy. What is that? And I'll share my experience about wanting and having every intention to go to law school and actually not doing that. But my day-to-day job really entails working on the province's plan for youth, Black youth specifically, so the Ontario Black Youth Action Plan, so working with Black-led and Black-serving organizations throughout the province to really provide capacity-building funding, so money, everybody wants money, Um, and resources and um, assistance and guidance, etc., to really be able to establish, implement, and accelerate and scale up their programs so that Black youth are able to thrive, Black families, Black children are able to thrive in the province and then broadly in Canada. And so a lot of the work that I do, a lot of the speaking engagements that I do are focused on anti-Black racism. But one thing I want to say about that is that anti Black racism or work around this isn't work that excludes other people. The intention really is to bring others along in the learning journey of the experiences of Black individuals, which are varied, right? Black identity is huge. And so bring together those experiences so people can understand, institutions can understand, um, companies can understand, governments can understand people, society can understand that these are real stories and how do we go about addressing it? And so that's what I do in my day to day. And that's where I believed I would make the most impact, which is why, thank God, I went this route. And I'll go through that testimony. I'll share that as well. Um, And actually did not go the legal route. But that is what I do my day to day. And outside of my nine to five, um, I do speaking engagements. I have co-founded with two amazing colleagues of mine, the Canadian Black Policy Network. So Canada has never had anything like it. Um, And the Toronto Black Policy Conference, which we founded in November, um, 
prior to, but we had the conference in November of 2019, um, and that really launched us into a lot of the work that we're doing. I um, provide career coaching, so whether that's resume building, reviewing, cover letter building, reviewing, branding yourself as a professional. I am a decorator. My mom and I have been decorating together for years. Um, and a designer as well. I have taught myself how to sew. And so that is a bit about myself, but this question, going back to the original question of who does she think she is? Well, I know who God has called me to be and I embrace that fully. And I don't allow people's opinions and the way people choose to devalue me affect me because as scripture tells us, we have an audience of one. It's not to say that you walk around with an I don't care attitude in the sense of I don't, you know, take feedback or correction, but there's also the need to know who you are and be bold about who you are and be confident about who you are and be assured about who you are. And so when people's opinions are coming in and you're hearing it from the outside and you're hearing the gossip and you're hearing the slander and you're hearing the backbiting and you're hearing all of those things, I don't allow it to affect because I know who God says I am and what God says I am and who God says I am and who God says you are is already established. So why worry about the outside noise? Why worry about comments like that? It's really not about what another person has to say. It's really not about what opinions people want to throw at you. You know, people can throw dirt at your name. People can throw dirt on your character. People can throw dirt on you. They can say all of these things, but you got to get to a point where you are so sure about who you are that you are unwavering. So when you hear the noise, you're able to block it out and you don't allow it to control or you don't allow it to affect you, but you stop it right when it gets to you, your ear, you stop it. When I hear things in the background, I've heard many things, so many things said about me, but I don't allow it to get beyond, <laughs> you know, in a sense, beyond my ear. So... Once I hear that, I block it out. No coming close, no affecting how I'm thinking, no affecting how um, God views me, no affecting that because at the end of the day, people, we all have limited knowledge. And so the limited knowledge that somebody's operating on to de try to devalue you, to try to devalue me, and to try to characterize me or characterize you as somebody that you're not, shouldn't hold weight. It shouldn't hold weight on your life. It shouldn't tip the scale. You got to balance out that scale with who God says you are and who you know you are based on the revelation that God has given to you. So who does she think she is? Why don't we spin that question to say, or to ask, rather, who does she know she is? Why is she so confident? What can I learn from her? What can she learn from me? How can we build 
a friendship? How can we connect? How can we network? How can I tap into the knowledge she has? How can she tap into the knowledge I have? How can we build each other up? How can we sharpen each other? Because I'll tell you at this point, anybody who I surround myself with, You've got to be somebody who can sharpen me. I have to be able to sharpen you. We have to be able to encourage each other to grow. Enough with this tearing each other down. We need to really get back to building one another up as brothers and sisters, sister to sister, brother to brother. We need to get back to that. And so really, this podcast is here to enable us to be able to get beyond the mindsets that create additional barriers in our journey that stop us from attaining what we ought to attain, what we are supposed to attain and what we can attain, but we don't attain because our minds are clogged with the perceptions of other people. We have to get to a point where we are so confident in who we are called to be And we are so radical in the way that we live out our lives in in the sense that we are so bold. We go against the grain. We aren't mediocre. You're not mediocre. You're not ordinary. Like if you are in Christ, there's no way you're ordinary because God says that he has given you a new nature. So why are you still dwelling in that old mindset about what this person said, about what they said, about what they're talking about? about all these things that they're saying about you. I have been through very hurtful situations. I have heard very hurtful things. I'll admit I have said hurtful things to other people as well. But I've learned through those experiences how to change my speech. Hence, mind your tongue. I've thought about questions around who qualified her. Hence, chapter two's title. I've learned the power of writing the vision and making it plain. Chapter three. I felt what it feels like to not want to forgive. I don't want to forgive that person. I don't want to forgive them. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. Why do I have to? I'm not wrong. Hence, chapter eight. And we'll get into that. And so you want to see the glory of God. You want to see good fruits that you bear perpetually in and out of season. You want to see extraordinary things, impossible things happen in your life. You want to be able to smash impossibilities. Got to get right. And it starts with asking your own self, Who do I know I am in Christ? Contextualize that question. Contextualize your response. Don't respond to that question with your own knowledge. Again, our knowledge is limited. Go to God who has unlimited knowledge, unlimited understanding, unlimited wisdom, unlimited power who will reveal to you who you are in him. And when you're able to fit or you're able to find and know your piece of the puzzle and where it fits in this grand scheme of a puzzle or of life, then you're able to position yourself. You're able to mind your tongue. You're able to know who qualified you. You're able to rise above the closed doors. You're able to rise above 
being dismissed. You're able to forgive even when you don't feel like you want to forgive. You're able to know who you ought to be aligned with. Friendships, romantic relationships. I always get the question, how did you know that Elvis was for you? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But I want us to set the tone and set the foundation. No good fruit can come from ground that isn't good or ground that isn't good for you to sow a seed into. And so I want us to shake off the perceptions that we've heard about us. I want us to shake off and dismantle and disrupt those ideas and those outside voices that are telling you you can't, that are telling you you're too much, that are telling you and saying that you think you're better than other people. Shake it off, shake it off, dismantle it, move it out of the way, move it out of the way, clear it out of your space, clear it out of your mind, get it out of the way, clear the path, and let's start this journey together. So I'll catch you next month, which is just a few days away, and we will start our first chapter, The Unconventional Journey. So stay tuned. Love you. Catch you later. Oh, and don't forget, Drop your name in the post when I post it for that cash. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.